And I'll tell you guys since we're, since we're all friends. Every character I write has a piece of me in them. Hi, I'm Lee Bardugo. You're listening to The Grisha Cast. Welcome to GrishaCast, episode 99. In this episode, we will be discussing chapters 43 through 46 from the book Rule of Wolves. This is your host, Eric. And I'm Terry from Nashville, Tennessee. This is your podcast for all things Grishaverse. A world created by our slowly sneaking back out into social media. See Bardugo! Moi Saviani casters. Hello, hello. Well... We got some listener cities. Of course we do. <laughs> we do. <laughs> First, we have Katowice, Poland. Woo. Thank you. Woo. And then we have Shikshini, Pennsylvania. Woo-woo. Thank you so much, listeners. Thank you. We love you all. We, we, lo- <laughs> we do. <laughs> we do. And you know why? Because you're amazing. And we are recording episode 99. That's so crazy. It is. How did that even happen? I don't know. But you know what I did think about that's also kind of crazy is we have hours and hours of us. Yes. In case like, you know, just, I don't know. One day when when we're like old, (laughs) we can tell people, look what we did. Listen to our voices. And when we, and when we pass on, we're legends. Exactly. We will still be. Out there for people. That is that, a little weird. Isn't it? <laughs> it's kind of weird. Uh, who knows? Maybe um, maybe we'll get famous. We'll be like those people, like, you know, the people that get famous after they pass oh, away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's how it happens. We'll be legends. Yeah. That's exactly how it happens. Like, artists' work is worth more after their death. So. Absolutely. Our families will make the money. So all we have to do is just die? I guess so. Oh. I'm not yes. ready for that yet. So yeah, you're no, going to have to wait till we finish. Thank you. I hate it. Well, good thing we're not in this for the money. <laughs> no. No, we are not. <laughs> no. But we are excited that we are where we are. Like, we're finishing up Rule of Wolves. It's just yeah. really cool. Next week is our 100th episode, which I just cannot believe that either. Yeah. I know I'm talking about 99, like it's numbers, but still, like, it's, it's so- a lot. It is, and it's really cool, and th- and the point is, thank you, listeners, because you have brought us here. We also just reached, like, over uh, a 1,000 followers on Instagram, which was a goal of mine that I never thought we would ever see, and that's just really cool. It is. It's really... So, it's, I, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> it's, I know. It's uh, very humbling. It is, and... It, what's what's sad is because like I listen to podcasts, but I don't do any of the things that I ask our listeners to do. Like I don't follow any social medias for any of the podcasts. Well, I you listen should. To. I apparently should. I yeah. You you should. You should I need just to do the things that you tell everyone else to do. I know. You I'm, have to support. I I do. I do. I'm I'm so sorry, listeners. I've let you down. <laughs> so. Um, we will say Merry Christmas to those who celebrate Christmas yeah. because you're listening to this on Christmas oh, yeah, you Eve. Will. You will. Um, blessed Yule to those who celebrated a few days ago, who celebrated the solstice. Um, I, happy all the holidays. Yes. Because it's that time. Hanukkah's been over for a little bit. But, yes. uh, <laughs> but happy all the holidays. But yes, you're you're listening to this. Uh, around Christmas, so Merry Christmas, yes, everybody, and enjoy the atmosphere and fun, or whatever. And you know what? Maybe if you picked up this podcast in the middle of next year in the summer, then you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, it's coming out on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Um, and if you're in a part of the world that is not in lockdown and you can celebrate with people, then enjoy each other safely. And if you are Having to do it in quarantine, then uh, I hope that you at least get to uh, talk to people, talk to your loved ones, talk uh, voice, not voice, FaceTime your loved ones. Um, but yes, uh, 
Yeah. Enjoy the holiday season. It is it is a beautiful time. It's fun. I love it. And I think I love it so much because I love days off. And also, I enjoy our little tradition that we get to do. Because Terry and I, our families do a little tradition with us every year. Which is awesome. And I'm so excited about it. So... Well, yeah, I mean, it. it's also um, Eric's birthday. Oh, yeah, that happens to be on Christmas Eve. <laughs> on Christmas Eve, it's Eric's birthday. Yeah, and I'm excited I'm not doing anything this year. I really don't do much on my birthday anyways. I normally have one tradition. Well, no, um, as a family, I would go to this one restaurant and get my favorite steak that I enjoy. But this year, because of... COVID and my laziness, I forgot to make a reservation. So we are not doing that. But I still am looking forward to my favorite part of my birthday, which is my mother calls me at 11.59 that night, and I watch White Christmas by myself because the rest of my family has already fallen asleep, and I love it. Well, it's nice to have little traditions. I know. I I love that one. I love watching White Christmas. I only watch it once a year. That one time. And like I wanted to like I wanna watch it before, but nope, not going to. Nope. Have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. I also have Holiday Inn, which I haven't watched yet, which supposedly I guess is I guess it was before and it's where like I guess they got the idea for White Christmas. I don't know. Huh. So, anyways. Yeah. Well, happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> Yay. Happy Yay. holidays, everyone. So, everyone send Eric some birthday love on Instagram. Aw, well, thanks. Well, just, just enjoy the podcast. You'll be listening to it. And, yeah, have fun. Yeah. <laughs> yes, have fun. I'm going to be sitting reading, so that's what I'm going to be doing. Okay. So that's what I'm looking forward to is reading. And Terry is trying so hard to help me out here. And she's done such a good job. I'm doing some technical issues. Yeah, I have. I, I, I The def- mic is slipping is the problem. It's not. Was it slipping? Yes. It okay. Was, it was falling down. And so I tightened a thing like a strong person. And it should be you. okay. Well, I just, I didn't know what was going on. I just was like trying to stay very still. And I was like, maybe my voice is just, le- I don't know. Anyways, I'm glad. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for your help. Here, cheers. Cheers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my tea. We actually have quite a, a bit, bit. Yep. Let's to um to cover because mm-hmm. the chapters aren't all that long, but we're at a point where there's so much information because we are hitting the end. So we are, yeah. and this is just big. So we do need to get started because we've got four chapters tonight, and. Yep. yep, and then the next episode is the last one. Ah! So, yeah, let's get going. So, first chapter is 43, and that is Zoya, you know, my girl. And if we remember what happened last time with Zoya, Zoya had gone and rescued Nina from the crazy apparat. And the last thing that happened, Zoya jumped through a wall with Nina in her hands and Nina's screaming, and Zoya has her wings of a dragon unfurling. So, just to catch you up, so here we go. This is the opening. Had to read it. Quote, Zoya couldn't think over the sound of Juris's laugh in her head. Sancta Zoya. She was no saint. It was podge-headed nonsense. But had she helped buy peace for Ravka? Had she done right by leaving the Furidans alive? She swooped down to the coast, searching for a place to land that would be out of sight of prying eyes. She needed a moment in the cool dark to pull her thoughts back together to understand herself again. Her mind felt different not just her body she couldn't grasp the shape of who she was it was all too much the soldiers panic on the field the darklings bemusement the druskella commander's wild rage nina's anguish nikolai she could still feel his fear for her there has to be more to life even for soldiers like us in those brief seconds she had believed we might shelter in each other she was tied to all of them end quote and real quickly i'm sorry the last chapter we read, that's what I just covered about Zoya, because then we had Nikolai see 
Zoya as a dragon. Everybody did because right. she like flew over yeah. the and she didn't the battle exactly. So I'm sorry when I said like the last time we heard. Yes, the last time in Zoya's chapter, but we did read the chapter where everybody saw Zoya. So she's thinking about like you know whether she should have done that or not. She didn't kill the Fierdens. So Zoya realizes that she has all of Juris's memories as well. She's um, trying to get used to all this new stuff. Um, she's feeling different. She's she's a dragon. Um, she's having memories for of Juris. She's hearing. She's just got a lot more stuff going on. Her powers have skyrocketed, and um, it's just kind of it's kind of cool. I'm I'm really excited about it because I just love it. Um, so. Anyway, she's flying. Don't forget, we've also got Nina. She did rescue <laughs> Nina. So Nina happens to be, like, just on her back. Um, so she finds a place to land, and she's coming in pretty hot. She's I don't think she's ever had to land before, so she's kind of like, ah, <laughs> seems a little scary. Um, it seems like a tight fit, too. But she lands without killing herself or Nina. And then that is going to bring us to our first scene. And why this scene is so special is because it is Terry and I both playing our favorite characters. Uh, <laughs> yes. So this is, and this is the first time I think our favorite characters have really actually talked in the books, right? No, nope, nope, nope. No. This is the, yeah. It's the first time we're doing a scene with the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. But they haven't had like, extensive conversations. No. This no. is a good one. So, okay. Anyways, so you ready, girl? Yep. Okay. So, curtain up. You have to take me back, Nina said. Doya gave a massive shrug. Climb off or I'll throw you off. Nina yelped and half rolled off her, landing in a heap on the cave floor. Her clothes were soaked, and her blonde hair looked like someone had tried to style it with a pitchfork. Are you in my head? Nina squeaked, pressing her hands to her temples. Can you read my mind? Blessedly not, but she could feel so much. It was terrifying. This was what she had always feared, this deep connection to the world. But she had opened the door. She'd burst right through it. There was no closing it now. Nina pushed to her feet. She was staring at Zoya with huge eyes, and Zoya wondered what she saw. Her own sight was keener, her sense of smell sharper. Each breath felt strange, her belly, her lungs. What had she become? I... I still don't... I can't believe it's you. Zoya couldn't quite believe it either, and yet this was what Juris had wanted from her. It was the true gift that had come through his scales when she'd taken his life and he'd taken hers. But she didn't know how long she could keep this form. It felt... It still felt wrong to her, unstable. She sought some kind of explanation to offer Nina. There was a time when soldiers became beasts, and when Grisha didn't take amplifiers, they became them. You didn't become a bear or a hawk, Zoya. You're a dragon. Can you... Is it permanent? Zoya felt a shiver pass through her, an echo of Juris's loneliness. He had been able to take human or dragon form at will. She hoped the same thing would be true for her. I don't know. Zoya, you have to take me back to Levithian's mouth. You will come home to Ravka. No, I will not. My mission isn't complete. Why must you be so stubborn? I could ask the same of you, Nina said, and she had the temerity to kick Zoya's foreleg with her tiny foot. I put my life at risk to get you back, Nina. The apparat could still be alive. Your cover may be worthless. I'm going to take that chance. I have to. You felt Nina's hurt, and it only made Zoya want to keep her closer, find a way to shield her from harm. It was unbearable. Promise you'll come home to us. I can't. Then promise you'll be careful. I can't do that either. Wretched girl. But she was going to let Nina go. Nina Zenik was a soldier. Zoya had trained her well, and she had the right to choose her own path. Climb on and hold tight, Zoya instructed. Nina laughed. <laughs> that I can do. 
Doya craned her neck back to look at Nina. She was beaming, her cheeks rosy. She looked nothing like the grieving girl Zoya had known. Happiness and anticipation shimmered around her as if there were her true shape, as if she wore a halo of gold. Zoya leapt from the mouth of the cave and let Nina's joy carry her over the sea. Saying goodbye to Nina again wasn't easy, but Zoya wasn't going to stand in the way of her decision. If she really believed she could resume her cover as Milia Yanderstadt, then she could still be a valuable asset and feed vital information to Ravka. But there was more. Zoya sensed the pull of Nina's longing toward someone vibrant, bright as a new sun, warm and coppery. The girl couldn't stay away from Fjordens, it seemed. Zoya wondered if she should warn her against falling in love, against the danger it could put her in undercover, but it was foolish to think she could contain Nina Zenik's heart. I have to warn you, said Nina as they sat down near one of the piers. Tell the king we can't rely on Prince Rasmus. Hanna still has hope for him, but he's not who we thought he was. Not at all. One less ally. The prince had let his country's hatred choose his road. I'll create a distraction so you can rejoin the soldiers on base without notice. Nina grinned. That shouldn't be much of a challenge. Zoya bumped Nina with her snout. It was a gesture more intimate than she ever would have been tempted to make in her human body. Stay as safe as you can. Nina set a hand on Zoya's scales. She rested her cheek briefly against Zoya's head. Thank you, she whispered, and then she was vanishing up a ramp and into the bustle of the base. Zoya wondered if she would ever see Nina Zenik again. Oh, end scene. Ah. Goodness. It was so good. Oh. I know. So, um, Zoya flies back to the Ravkin headquarters, and on the way, she's like passing over the Fjordan base, and she's noticing all the death and devastation, and... Ugh, it's just, yeah. So then she gets closer to where she's going, like, to the Ravkin headquarters, and she puts down her landing gear. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so here's a quote. She knew she needed to focus to manage a landing in this small space, but she was more tired than she'd realized. She'd done too much, too fast. She could feel her control over the dragon shape slipping, and then she wasn't flying. She was falling, end quote. Um so she is she's falling. She is then surrounded by Nikolai and her friends. She's kind of like waking up and like trying to put her thoughts together and figure out what ha- what's going on. Um, so apparently, I'm guessing she's back in human form. Yes. So I'm guessing that kind of happened mid-flight or mid-fall. Yes. Okay. I was just making sure you got the same thing I did. Yes. Okay. So they, um, her friends and everybody, kind of tells. Get Zoya up to date um, that Ravka and Fjorda have called a truce. Zoya delivers then the news that they won't have any help from Fjorda's crown prince. Tamar tells her that they that shouldn't matter because, you know, an entire battlefield thinks she's a saint after the Darkling declared her one. So that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. And um, Nikolai all of a sudden brings to her attention some glorious armor she's wearing so this is another quote and i want this by the way okay (laughs) so anybody out there seamstress listen please zoya looked down at herself her rough spun peasant clothes were gone her body was covered in a snug tunic and breeches made of metallic black scales that shimmered blue in the sun she recognized this armor it was what juris had worn in human form and it fit like a second skin her vanity didn't mind the effect but she'd bloody well better be able to take it off end quote i want that just letting you know <laughs> i mm, yes i want my own dragon scales so since Fjorda couldn't win in their battle, they have called to have an assembly um, uh, with Ravka's highest-ranking nobles. And Nikolai explains that this could go in their favor due to Fjorda's betrayal with West, West Ravka um, because now Fjorda doesn't have them as an ally. Um, Nikolai's throne is definitely not really safe right now. Um, considering that everybody's seen his buddy and him, and also 
people have seen Sancta Zoya yeah. as a dragon flying. That's a pretty big deal. So those are two big things. Yeah, I mean, two main characters all of a sudden we, like, everybody now knows are not just human or Grisha. Yep. There, yeah. Well, that's the, the end of that. The secret's out. The secret is out. My buddy and me came out. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, now that's the end of my chapter. All right. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it's time to grab the tissues. Is it? Um, My chapter is not as happy, but we're going to get through it together. We will. We have our friends. We do. We do. So uh, we're together. Everybody just hold on here. Hold hands. So Nina is back at the naval base. She's running towards the, the broom cabin. Um, wondering like what's gonna happen, what she's gonna say about where she just was, dragon, um, and if the apparat is still alive, because uh, he's if he's alive, uh, he's gonna blow her cover. Yeah, and I really feel like from the way that we last left the apparat, I couldn't imagine him surviving. Right? I really yeah. can't. No. So. Um. But yeah. So she changes her clothes and she heads out. Uh, back to find Hana, because remember Hana was left alone with the prince. Yeah, and she will. She was, she she was ready for it though. She was she was wanting to. Uh, so as she's running around, she hears crying. Not a good sign. So she goes to run uh, to, over this group of people to figure out like what's going on, and she looks over to find that they are all standing over Hana's body. Okay, that. I had this quote. Hana lay on her stomach in a pool of blood, her body bent at an impossible angle, her face turned to the side. Her profile looked wrong, her rosy freckles, her full lips. Nina fell to her knees, reaching for her. Hana's blood had soaked Yilva's skirt. Her body was cold. End quote. So Hana's dead. That is... Unexpected. So Nina screams out loud, thinking about Matthias. Why is this happening again? Is this what like her love does to people? Uh, she runs over to Joran and asks, like, what happened? And he says, I don't know. There was an argument. The prince struck her. Only a slap. But then he was taken with some kind of fit. Hana told me to get help. And then when I returned... This. Okay, fit. So Nina figures the fit was Hana getting back at him for slapping her. So like Prince slaps oh. her and she uses her powers and then he probably retaliated and like pushed her. I see what you're so saying. So that's what Nina has come to. Um she starts like yelling <laughs> at like at everybody. Like Rasmus did this, you know he did this, and Broom like grabs her to like get her to stop. She vows out loud in front of everyone to kill the prince. So Broom goes in harder and he's like, you will shut up or I will shut you up. And she comes back with, you are a coward. You are the lowest form of man without honor, without integrity. Jell turns his back on you. I can't believe that. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> what? Uh, like, I knew Broom was like, he wasn't a good guy, but like. Yeah. You'd like, n- not, like, even be Faith, like, your daughter died. And he's more concerned over saving face. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And his and his wife is, like, so upset. She's, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's her daughter, and yet he's just, like, I, I oh, my gosh. Yeah. New so, hatred for him. Of course, this ends their lovely friendship, and she is no longer welcome in his home. <laughs> Burn. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> She has no reason to be there anyway. So, the prince walks in. Hello. Um, <laughs> great, great timing. Mm-hmm. And like, doesn't even acknowledge what's happening, which I think is weird. Like, doesn't look down and even see the body, or doesn't even look. Doesn't at acknowledge it? anything. Like, there's nothing in the chapter that says like he's like, oh, pity or anything. He just like he just walks in, and he calls. Mia, Mila, Nina over, and uh, 
Nina says his face was golden, glowing, warm, and alive. He finally looked like a Grimger. It was as if he had stolen Hana's life and swallowed it. Oh. She's like, she says at this point that it's almost more insulting because he actually looks like he's happy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like another like stab for her. Um, he tells her that he has to go to Oscurvo for peace talks, and he wants her to go with him. Like, um, what the actual heck? Hello? Why? Oh. Um, so she has to, like, force herself to play along, though. Like, she curtsies, and she smiles. And at first, I was like, come on, like, stab him. But he's got to be careful. He has to play along yeah. because she wants him to trust her enough to be alone with him so she can kill him. Absolutely. She knows that she's going to die. Like she's going to like hang or be burned at the stake for obviously killing the prince. But she does not care. And that is her plan. And that is what she's going to do. End of chapter. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Uh, I did not see that bomb. coming. And that is so like sad. Like. I know. Like, come on. She can't stay away from Fjordans, and the Fjordans can't stay alive. And Hannah, I... She was going to run away with Hannah. I know. That was so beautiful. Like, oh my gosh. And now, like, poor... Like, finally. Nina was finally... Yes! She was about to be happy. Moving on. We've been, like, dealing with the, like, aftermath of Matthias for so long, which uh, it takes a long time. But, like... And it's hard to find someone... Like, but that was... Sweetest, cutest relationship to watch bloom, and I loved every moment of it. And it just makes me sad that that's done. I like, mean, I guess at this point, like Nina is on a suicide mission, like on purpose. I would be horrified of her. She is oh, going yeah. to like, yeah. She has nothing to live for right now. Oh no, and yeah. she will go down. Woo! So I hate that it ends there, but we got to move on to chapter 45. Yes. Which follows Nikolai. Yes. So we are inside Oscarvo's city hall. Mm. Um, Nina is there with the prince, but Nina is like looking sus. I'm sorry. I I was drinking my tea, and I, I guess I didn't stir my um. Oh, did you get a, at the bottom? Get a I big just old, got a big old Sip of just sweetener. Yum. Mm, just letting you know. Sorry. <laughs> so anyway, Nikolai is like looking at Nina because Nina's looking really weird. Uh, Broom is there too. So fun. Um, everyone there. It's like all the um, ambassadors and royal families and like everyone is there. But everyone is staring at Zoya, who is like standing there all like post-dragony with her weird scales barely like covering her bits. She's looking good. Uh, Vedic Demidov is there too. Mm. Everyone, everyone's invited. It's a party. And the Fjordans have brought Nikolai's parents. Oh. It makes him feel some kind of way to see Vedic Demidov, who looks like the Lansoff standing in between <laughs> the king and queen. You know, it's a little, uh, a little makes you feel something. Oh, and don't forget. And yes, the apparatus. Has survived, y'all. Okay. And he has joined this bunch. I am. Slightly terrifying. He is in this giant room full of people, and Nina's there. How? It says he looks a little, like, messed up, but like, God, why did you just die? (laughs) Okay, like, he is so old in when we first read about him, and how is he surviving all this? It drives me nuts. I I know. Oh, I want that man dead. (laughs) <laughs> so Nikolai's looking around at all these ambassadors from everywhere and there's like crowds gathered to chant outside the gates um, and he's just thinking like it's done I'm done if Dimidov takes over he'll be banished which he thinks won't be the worst thing in the world quote maybe there was some freedom in that he could return to the sea he could become Sturman again and join forces with the legendary wraith terrify slavers become the scourge of something it all <laughs> sounded reasonable excited even except when he considered leaving behind the woman beside him end quote 
Uh, so at this point, he goes toe to toe with Broom verbally, and this is like it was so awesome. If yeah. you have not read that in like a little bit, I highly suggest going back and reading that. It was a little long, but like it's really great. There's a point to where he like turns to Zoya. And he's like, I'm sorry, this is awkward. Does he realize he lost? Exactly. And it was just, it was amazing. (laughs) That line was amazing. I I loved it. Because I thought, I just, you visualize it and it makes you love Nikolai so much. Uh Just because that is so funny. Like, imagining, like, Broom, this, like, strong man who obviously is in denial. And just, like, does he realize he lost? And then this witty, yeah, it was, it's it's great. So I highly suggest going back and reading that. Um, Broom eventually plays the you aren't the queen I'm sorry king you aren't the king card yeah. I kind of combined a bunch of words there well it's okay it's confusing right now <laughs> I know there's a lot there is um, and the Zimini person points out that excuse me Broom who are you to be speaking <laughs> it, you're not the prince or the king of Fjorda either right so um, they kind of go to the prince a Fjorda who shrugs and he's like, eh, I don't care. I just came here to make peace, which like makes Nina's face just like, what? Yeah. What is happening? And the prince brushes her hand at this point, like reaches over and is like, no, what the actual, what is going on? Heck gross. Ew. Like, can you even imagine the person that just killed the person you love is rubbing against your hand? Ah, and then all, the, but how uncharacteristic! Like, why is all of a sudden he wanting peace? Ugh, um, I don't know. I don't. I'm sorry. It's I probably just... a ploy. Okay. The, the prince turns on Broom at this point, though, and gets him like all upset until he points until um. Uh, Broom points at Nikolai's mom saying like she is witness to Nikolai not being royal born we need to hear from Nikolai's mom Nikolai steps in and he's like uh uh nope not gonna even give her the chance because he knows that he's just he's out of options Right, he's backed into a corner because his parents are there Um, everybody's gonna know so he stands up and he's like kind of like I'm gonna do this on my own term kind of thing Yes, I am a bastard, and I never wanted to be a Lansoff. He says that since Fjorda wanted all the noble families to be there to witness this, uh, they can decide who's going to rule Ravka. So he kind of turns it on the Fjordans, like, awesome. you wanted this, so like, all right, they can do it. He tells the story of the first king of Ravka and how like he wasn't, he didn't have any claim to royalty um, until he was kind of voted in from his actions. Uh, He says, only one person can unite this country and bring peace to our nations, soldier, summoner, and saint. Then dramatically throws open the shutters and the crowd's chants loudly flow in, Sancta Zoya, daughter of the wind. And then I've had to put this quote in here because this actually brings a little tear sometimes. You? Uh-huh. Wow. It's it's beautiful. Ready? Uh-huh. I will kneel to only one ruler, and I will see only one person crowned this day. The age of Lansoffs is over. He sank to one knee. Let the Nazulinsky dynasty begin. All hail the dragon queen. End quote. <sighs> okay, like right? I am. Yes. Yes. Yay. <laughs> yes. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I, but that is sweet. Yeah, it is like it's so sweet. Uh, I can just like see him like dropping down to his knee, like yeah. Uh, so then slowly the crowd in the room starts agreeing. Uh, Zoya, however, <laughs> is angry. <laughs> oh she yeah, says, I will murder you in your sleep. And he says, "Go on, say something grand." End of chapter. Uh I love it. I love Nikolai taking control of the situation. Yep. Um, being more of a, I, I feel like not a soldier, but more of a leader than Broom because he can admit when he's down. Oh, yeah. He, like, I mean, just he took control of it. He's not worried about um, appearances. Nope. And I love how he, he, if you think about it, he has been 
wanting Zoya to take this throne for a long time. Yeah. Well, because like, he's constantly asked her about, like, um, what would you do as queen? Or right. can you imagine yourself as queen? And yeah. all this stuff. And we all along thought that it was because he wanted to marry her. Mm-mm. But it's because he pictured her, like, as the actual ruler of Ravka. She has been here since the very beginning. And I'm just going to say... What an amazing character arc to watch mm-hmm. and read from the beginning of Shadow and Bone all the way till now. She has matured and grown. So much. Yes. It's just like, it's incredible. And I love her strength. Okay. So here's the last chapter, 46, which is Zoya. Okay. Um, so a Zemini ambassador asks Zoya, what does she have to say about this? And Zoya's a bit surprised, and she's still ticked off at Nikolai for this crazy plan. And she has this memory, however, and here's the quote. She remembered the image Juris had thrust into her head when she'd taken his scales as amplifiers, a crown. She thought it was the dragon's arrogance, his wish for a Grisha queen, but now she had to wonder, end quote. So Juris is excitedly like voicing his opinion in her head. You got to remember Juris is still there. Like, <laughs> it's like, a little yeah, weird. I know he's like got like a little saint cheerleader in your head. <laughs> so that's bizarre. I know. Um, she really is still like just she can't believe this. And I think so now her tactic is like, okay, I um, are you sure you really want this? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so she asks this. I am a soldier, she said. I've been a soldier since I was a child. Would you have a girl who has spent her life down in the trenches of battle wear a crown? Will you have a soldier queen? End quote. So a general of the First Army then says he thinks it's best that Ravka have a queen who knows the cost of battle. Okay. So then she tries another tactic and says, I am a squalor, a Grisha. She cast a disdainful glance at Broom. Some of our enemies will call me witch, and some of our own people will agree. Will you have a Grisha queen? End quote. So then a duke shares that she will have people, yes, who will hate her, but also there are the people that are calling her a saint. All he wants is to watch his children grow up and to be safe, and he will bow to a Grisha queen if it will bring peace. Okay, so Zoya's got her third rebuff. <laughs> She's like, okay, one more try. Zoya took a deep breath. My father's name was Sumnabri, and I am his only daughter. Will you have a Suli queen? That's kind of like her mic drop, I think. Because <laughs> she's just like... If those won't do it, this will. Right. Yeah. So this definitely does bring some murmurs up throughout the crowd. Um, and all of a sudden, we've got the Duchess of Karieva say this. I don't care where she's from. I will bow to the only queen who can take to the skies on black wings and put terror in our enemies' hearts. Boom! <laughs> yes. Nikolai is cheering, and here is this amazing quote that I've got. We will have a Suli queen, a Grisha queen, a Ravkin queen. He had never looked more golden or more grand. A cheer went up from the Ravkins as the Furidans looked on with some concern. Maybe that could be enough. Maybe. This moment was made of glass, fragile, ready to shatter into nothing if she made the wrong move. If this is the wish of the Ravkin people, said Zoya slowly, I will serve my country in whatever way I can, end quote. So that's fabulous. You think like, okay, great. Hugh the Apparat. <laughs> I mean. Ugh, dang. I'm, I, seriously, this man is older than dirt, and he has still somehow survived things. So yes, he is still alive. I don't know how. And he's he's bringing up, of course, that like, dragon nikolai's got a monster they're both abominations blah 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 you can imagine um and yeah and then he brings up the fact that which we haven't actually thought about this in a minute the blight is still going on Mm -hmm. 
Okay, remember that? Yeah, it's kind of taken over <laughs> yeah. everywhere. Kind of forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that's still going on, killing people. Yep. And he, I think this is insane. He somehow thinks that, like, isn't it curious that the blight happened at the same time that we have a king that has a shadow monster and that we have Zoya, who is a dragon? The saints are trying to tell us something. No, sorry. <laughs> like, like grasping at straws. So, all of a sudden, there is a monk who kind of has a rebuttal, and he comes out from the shadow a little bit, and the Abarak kind of can see a little bit closer. This is actually a monk from the Starless Saints. So, yeah, Yeah. not exactly. So, he's like, oh my gosh, like, the Abarak thinks he's okay. He's like, uh, okay, no, it doesn't, who cares what you think? Because, I mean, you, like... You think that a horrible person is like, should be a saint. So then this monk starts talking a little bit more. And actually, it's the Darkling. The Darkling steps out from the shadow. The apparat recoils. And the Darkling starts reminding everyone how he's going to bring down. He's just, I love this, actually. He's decided, you know what? I'm going to bring down the apparat a little bit. So he starts talking about how. Don't forget that this apparat man, who's now in this Ravkin court, just was allied with Frigurda, by the way, who just we have a truce with, yeah. but was just bombing and killing everybody. Darkling says, this man helped the Darkling depose a Lansoff king. He was instrumental in bringing about the civil war that nearly destroyed this country, and now he dares to challenge a woman the people worship as a living saint. End quote. The Darkling is just acu- so is accusing the apparat. Is everybody aware of where we are? <laughs> because what we're bringing up is way back in Shadow and Bone, or that trilogy, yeah. And remember, like, the king was poisoned, supposedly. So the Darkling has just accused the apparat of that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know. I was a little gagged myself. Um, the apparat then, of course, he's just like, oh, my God, no, I'm dead. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm alive. I'm, I'm not that. I'm li- It's all lies. Zoya then takes her cue because it's all loud up in there, and she crashes an enormous loud thunderbolt. To get everybody's attention. And she does. And then we kind of like go on, like, I guess like a little bit of time passes. And we, the next thing we read about is the royal guards take the apparat away. The Furans have, are departing, but not before the crown priest, a uh, priest, crown prince extends the truce until they can have a proper treaty made. And Darkling now has gone missing, but finally the hall is clear, and now it's just left with Nikolai and Zoya. Nikolai keeps feeding Zoya just this inspiration that they can do this together um, because Zoya just can't believe this is happening and doesn't want to do it alone. Zoya's still apprehensive. Zoya asks if Nikolai, if if he ever wondered about the painting in her room of a boat with two stars on it. And he's like, yeah, every, um, every so often when I thought about you. So every single day of my life. Yes, I have thought about that. So here we go. Here's a quote. Those stars are me and my aunt, Liliana. She was the bravest woman I ever knew. And she, she fought for me when no one else would without any weapon. She was a woman with no status or wealth but she risked her own life to protect me. She thought I was worth saving. She thought, she thought I was worth loving. When Liliana's star was gone, Zoya had believed she would reckon with that stormy sea on her own forever, that if she was lucky enough to be loved by one person in this life, that should be enough. Or that was what she told herself. I can't do this alone, Nikolai. End quote. Oh, I know. Okay, so here we go, everybody. Get your tissues out. Nikolai says he will be by her side and do whatever she needs. And this is going to bring us to our last scene and actually concluding the chapter. Um, so, are you ready? 
I'm ready. Okay, so real quickly, Terry's going to be playing Nikolai. I'm going to play Zoya. Um, special thank you for our background music created by Kendra Dantes and Year 26. Okay. Curtain up. You will grow to hate me. I'm too sharp, too angry, too spiteful. You are all of those things, but you are so much more, Zoya. Our people will come to love you not despite your ferocity, but because of it. Because you showed mercy in our darkest hour. Because we know that if danger comes again, you will never falter. Give us that chance. Love, the word was not made for people like her. I don't know how to believe you, she said helplessly. What if I say I can't bear to lose you? A smile tugged at her lips. I'd say you're a liar. That claims, like, that belong to romantic ninnies. She raised her hand and let her fingertips trace the line of his beautiful jaw. He closed his eyes. We would go on, you and I. If I couldn't be queen, you would find a way to win this battle and save this country. You would make a sheltering place for my people. You would march and bleed and crack terrible jokes until you had done all you said you would do. I suppose that's why I love you. His eyes flew open and his face lit in an extraordinary grin. All saints say it again. I will not. You must. I'm the queen. I must do nothing but please myself. Would it please you to kiss me? It would. And she did, drawing him up to her, feeling the stubble at his jaw, the soft curl of his hair behind his ear. And at last, after all these long days of wanting, his witty, brilliant, perfect mouth, silence fell around them and Zoya's head emptied of fear and worry and anything but the warm press of his lips. When the kiss broke, he rested his forehead against hers. You do realize you just referred to yourself as the queen. That means you agreed. I'm going to kill you. So long as you kiss me again before you do. He obliged him. End scene. End chapter. (laughs) Okay. So, that was a lot. That was a lot. Hey, and I'm proud of us, actually. <laughs> we Look at us. did it. We did good. <laughs> we both were, like, talking before the podcast. of like, oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> so is, much. We're going to be, like, on here for two hours. <laughs> but, like, look at us. We did that. We did it. And, you know, that was there was a lot of information, a lot of good stuff. Um, a lot Some of thi- sad things. Yes. Yes. I, yeah. I can't. I, I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. We, we just, yeah, we lost Hana this episode. We've had... It was. It really was a really crazy four chapters. Things that I've been waiting on pretty much for a very long time. Like having Zoya be crown queen and like actually being accepted for every part of her by the people is just an amazing moment for like Zoya fans or like, I don't know. I just, oh my gosh. And how cool. Like just, it's great. And then finally. <laughs> it's like a, Good news, bad news situation. <laughs> it is. Um, it is. And I'm sure we'll get back to that. I'm sure, like, I mean, next week we'll have some more coverage on what goes on. Probably Nina's revenge. Yeah. But at least we ended this chapter with finally them kiss. Oh, yes, we finally that, came to that. Because that, like, um, friction and, like, tension. Sta- tension. Oh, my gosh. It's been there for books. Yes. <laughs> We've been, like, cutting that tension with a knife uh-huh. for a long time. That thick piece of cheese. Anyways, okay. So that covers it. It's that special time for Creature Cats. Yay! Okay, we're gonna take it live to our Grisha in the field, Alex. Hello, hello. It has been a while, my gosh. So, we actually have a lot. It all came to us one week at a time. It, I'm not building this up or anything. We just got a bunch of jam-packed news this week, and it was all in Lee's newsletter that she sent out. First off, she started by thanking everyone for voting Rule of Wolves as the Good Reads Choice Award winner for Best YA Fantasy. So, congratulations to her on that. That is huge. 
She was invited to be a part of the literary tarot deck, which she will design some tarot cards for. Definitely check that out when it releases. I'm super excited to see that. More official Grishaverse was added to the out-of-print website, so I would definitely go check that out. Some of that looks really cool. I do have some of the merchandise already, and I love it. More updates are added about her garden and her home life, which is always fun to see. We love learning more about Lee because she's just a lovely person. In that newsletter, we also got a huge, huge announcement. Demon in the Wood, the Darkling prequel, the, the Darkling prequel story, I don't know what happened there, words, the Darkling prequel story will be made into a graphic novel. It will expand onto the story and we will be able to see more of that. And that comes out in September. It is now available for pre-order on multiple websites. So definitely go check that out. I've already pre-ordered mine and I'm so excited. Other than that, I think that's all the news we have. The rest of her newsletter was just her usual Q&As, uh, book recommendations, and all that. But yeah, I've missed you guys. Thank you so much. Okay, well, thank you so much. That was some great news. We all we got stuff coming finally. Yay! I'm so excited about that book. I know. That's going to be fantastic. I've read it. You haven't. I oh, haven't, but, but I'm excited. But we will be doing that soon. Don't worry. Stick around. Okay, so I do have a couple listener thank yous from Discord. So I want to thank Ash Brecker, Kaliz, Bella, and Kit. Thank you so much for the other night having a little discussion with me. And, um, yeah, helping. So thank you to our Discord listeners out there. And, um, yeah, so this is crazy, but we next week we'll be finished the book. <laughs> so we'll be covering <laughs> chapters 47 through 49. So the end of rule of yes. wolves and it will be our hundredth episode. Woo! So could that have been timed out any better? I don't think so. I, I no. It's from the saints. It's a gift from the saints <gasps> You're right. to us to end perfectly the series on the 100th episode. At this time of year, like at the end of the year, yes. <laughs> like it, it all meshed so well. Thank I, you, Saints, for this beautiful, wonderful gift. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank you so much. And yeah, so tune in next week. You'll want to for our 100th episode. Ah! We're so excited. Until uh, next time, long live the Grishaverse. Like we're at the end of the hour, so my voice is a little husky. It was. No mourners. No funeral. This has been GrishaCast. Connect with us on the web at GrishaCast.com. Send an email to info at GrishaCast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Not really TikTok, but maybe one day at GrishaCast. Thanks again to Kendra Dantes in Year 26 for the background music. Our amazing staff, Chris, Alex, Sid, Michelle, and Chloe.